You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Incredible. Good morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show. Who's this? Morning, Joe. Is this Joe? This is Joe, yeah. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Um, I listen to you every day religiously. Well, thank you. Some, sometimes you're funny, sometimes you're not funny. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. What's your name? Dina. While yes. I've got you on the phone, can I ask you a question? Yes. Is there a movie that you can watch over and over and over again? Oh, Sister Act 2. One, two. <laughs> very good. With Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> What's your best part in that? <laughs> When they were trying to hide, when they go, went to the um to the um the, the sing along the competition the song, and we were trying to hide from the pastor, the the man who was trying to close the the, the school down. <laughs> but they locked him in the closet. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. It's all about giving it away. Something so simple as a shoebox full of very simple toys. Think about the toys that go in there. They're really simple. We're not talking about electronic toys. We're talking about crayons and things. To go to children around the world, they're still being processed now because they have tons of shoeboxes that went um, online. People go online and make them. And so now they got to, you know, prepare those and get them ready. It's quite a process to get them out of the country, get them to a foreign country. And immigration, you know, in a foreign country, the, the process of getting items, those boxes through, it can be quite a deal. So keep that in your prayer. That song from Matthew West and Amy Grant, Give This Christmas Away, was written for Operation Christmas Child Shoeboxes. And they are really making a change from children all around the world. Children being children back in the day, for some reason, they decided to play a prank on a fellow student. You know, the old pin the note on the back deal. You ever do, do something like that, right? And then the whole class just keeps quiet, right? It's interesting. There's a lot of psychology in play there. And it's interesting because the kid, well, the kid didn't know it was there. And it became came pretty obvious later that afternoon when the teacher put a particularly difficult math problem on the board. Nobody could solve it except for that one boy that had the note that said, you're stupid on the back of his sweater. And he goes up there and solves the problem and everything. And the teacher made known, she said, you know, class, before I give you your punishment, <laughs> I just want you to know a couple of things. First of all, it's obvious that this boy didn't know that that was on his back. If he had known, he may not have been able to get up and do that math problem. But as it turns out, he's not stupid. He's pretty smart, right? And you should know this class because during your life, you're going to get labeled by people and some of them are going to be pretty ugly, probably. And that will that can tend to hold you back, all right? And it's, uh, it, I mean, it's obvious. What played out here is pretty obvious in the class that he didn't know that, right? So there's a lesson right there. Where does your um, esteem come from? I'm not calling it, call it self-esteem because it's not from yourself, right? It's from your creator. And that makes all the difference in the world when God says, I can use you. You're that important to me then it changes all those labels that people put on you, 
That's a pretty cool thing. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Welcome to the Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show here on your Wednesday. It is, and I am going to reveal what happened. So Saturday, Christmas Eve, big day for us at the Joe household. That's right, because my daughter's coming with her husband. Uh, They're bringing Aunt Lorraine's coming, right? Um, And me and my wife and Nanny and Poppy are coming. And we've got this big Christmas Eve dinner planned, all right? Going to exchange some gifts, stuff like that. But the main thing was just to see each other and all that, you know, stuff. So I was awakened Saturday morning rather early. (laughs) Not I got to get up and go be on the air early, not by any means. But I could tell when my wife opened the bedroom door, and she always gets up before I do. I mean, uh, you know, on a weekend. It wasn't one of those, I'm going to sneak and go, you know, to the bathroom. It was, I hope he wakes up when he hears this door open. (laughs) And I did. And it's like, honey, we don't have any water. I was like, that starts your day off, right? It's just all nice and snuggly in a nice warm bed. Oh, man. And we don't have any water. And right away, I had a feeling... I knew what the problem was because our well pump is outside. Most of your well pumps, you know, if you have a well, is down in the well. So everything's protected and then the water goes underground before it goes in your house and it's protected from the cold. But I have in in a shed, I have a well pump. It goes, comes out, goes in a pressure bladder, you know, and then it goes out. And I have a heater in there. And I had checked the heater and it was working fine. But I highly underestimated how cold it was and uh, kind of a two foot stretch of pipe that goes into the house that's exposed to the air had frozen so uh, you know we got my son-in-law there on the kind of an emergency thing and we're waiting so you know what's invaluable what I learned is one of the valuable things to have which I think I would get anyway I mean, if you looked at me and my hair, you would say he has no reason to have one of those 1,500-watt dry- handheld hair dryers. But, man, do they come in handy when it comes to thawing out pipes. They work like a dream. Ten for good, buddy. It. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. You know, everybody says pretty much concerning the birth of the Messiah, Jesus. Well, I wouldn't have done it like that. You probably wouldn't have. I mean... You know, think about it. Making a pregnant mom travel on a donkey for 70 miles or whatever to get to a just because of a census? Really? But a fulfilled prophecy? Does God make you go and be very uncomfortable in uncomfortable situations and go through hardship to fulfill prophecy? Didn't that case, right? But that's why we miss what God is doing a lot of times because it's not the way we would do it, Right? But sometimes we found out, we find out what God's doing. Good morning, I'm Joe, and uh, you've heard about the weather in Buffalo. It's really amazing. The, the I guess, once in a generation, once in a hundred years, bomb, cyclone, whatever you want to call it, a lot of snow, wind and stuff, people trapped, basically. But there was a an angel in Buffalo, and it got posted out about a local woman who received a call on Christmas Eve. 
She said, hi, you don't know me, but I have your brother. The woman's brother's name is Joey, 64 years old. He's mentally challenged. He works at North Park Theater. So his sister believes that he went there Thursday, got scared, stayed over, and then decided to walk home in a blizzard. A woman named Shakira heard someone crying and asking for help right outside her house. Her boyfriend, Trent, went outside to look and found Joey, carried him out of the snowbank and into their home. He was so frozen, they had to cut his socks off. They had to use a hairdryer, get one if you don't have one, to dry his pants that were frozen to his legs and cut the straps of a grocery store bag from his hands. Shakira, who's a mother of three, fed Joey, just like you would feed a, a, an infant, real, a toddler. Hand-fed him, cleaned him, washed his clothes, gave him warm blankets, and did everything she could to make him comfortable until she could find help. She had uh, family FaceTime Joey, which he was fascinated by. That was to keep him preoccupied from the pain. She took a photograph of his of his hands and his fingers. They look really bad. They look like they're in pain. It's such a heartfelt story. I mean, it's almost unbelievable. Had he not been for Shakira, Joey would have died. There's no two ways about it. A frostbite on his hands looked like it was turning gangrene, so she was kind of helpless. She posted a plea on Facebook for emergency help, and some strangers came to the home, plowed, carried Joey outside, wrapped in a blanket to tr- in a truck, their truck, to drive him to the hospital. So he's going to be in the hospital for a little while recuperating, but just an incredible story. You never know. When an angel's going to be dressed in pajamas. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing. The sound of life. Hey, I'm Joe. Welcome to Cup of Joe Morning Show. As we uh, experience the snow shower in Hudson, it's funny. I just won't let go of you. Well, the sun's out in Orange County. It's 29 there. Man, it's going to be nice today. I mean... Feels kind of good, you know, it really does. I really feel for the people that had that big storm. It's continually praying for those folks to be rescued, things straightened out right there. But I mentioned the 49ers, talking about San Francisco 49ers. They won again this past weekend with the guy that was drafted last out of Iowa State, Mr. Irrelevant. That's the title that you get when you're drafted last in the draft. And you get like a, a plaque. It's, it's the Lozman Trophy instead of the Heisman Trophy. I mean, they make this big deal out of it and everything. Speaking of labels, you're like the kid that has the sign on your back, you know, that says, kick me or I'm stupid or something. But not Brock Purdy. No, he is steady as a rock. He has had to come in as a rookie quarterback. And he just kept winning games. He looked phenomenal. I remember the first game I saw him in, I said, This guy is ripping apart the defense. He is quick to give credit to the rest of the team, which is true. It's absolutely true. They won their eighth straight. They have an 11-4 record. Uh, The coach said he's definitely the most poised rookie I've ever had. Despite his success, he always deflects the praise to his teammates, the team previous quarterbacks. He said, I'm just coming in and going on the work that they've already done. It's very, very mature of him to say that you know and not get caught up in 
yeah, well, I was, I was doing pretty good, <laughs> you know, just to automatically give it. But it's a very much a team sport. It's amazing. He said, I'm just another component, another piece. It's yeah, to the coaches. I just do what they ask me to do during the week. Wow. We. And then he said, I don't think the, the Jimmy Garoppolo was the starting quarterback and Trey Lance. I don't think they get enough credit for what they've done. Wow. I mean, he's just speaking. is just. He's very mature. He, I'm not even sure he shaves yet. <laughs> That's how I was thinking. Looking at him, he has certainly set the NFL world abuzz. And his steadiness in games, he says, comes from his relationship with the Lord. Since I'm telling you about him, you probably, if you know me, you're probably like, I bet he's a Christian, isn't he? Yeah. He said, Brock Purdy said, every time I play, no matter what happens, I want others to see God through my actions. Every time I step on the field, I want to bring him glory, even when we lose. I point to God and thank him for the opportunity. Everything happens for a reason. It's all a lesson from the Lord. It's a game. It's not my life. Wow. So you remember that when he gets hammered in a game coming up. I mean, you know, they only got, what, a couple games left. For the regular season, and then they got the playoffs and stuff. And they're going to be in them. There's no doubt about it. And it'll be interesting to see. They they could they could win the Super Bowl, as they say, the last game, as easy as anybody. But I'll tell you, Brock Purdy certainly made a fan out of me. He is an amazing guy. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I am Joe, not nearly as sounding as good as Kane, but I came across a really cool story and I posted with a photograph of the little toddler sitting in the basket at Target. He's got a folded $20 bill. He's either, I think he just pulled it out of his pocket, looking at it, kind of like I look at my grocery list. And the mama posted a neat little note. Lisa said, this mama just cried right in the middle of Target. We were there waiting on Grammy, and we found some dinosaurs. They're they're kind of a stuffed animal size dinosaur. And Owen grabbed all three, and we were trying to pick out which one he wanted. And Owen abruptly yelled hi at this older man walking past us. And then the old guy turned around, and he said, hey, sweet boy. And he proceeded to play dinosaurs with Owen. And we know with this crazy world we live in, I was a little hesitant how close he was with Owen. The man got out his wallet, pulled the $20 out of his wallet and put it, folded over, put it in Owen's pocket on his shirt. And he said, I just lost my two-year-old grandson last week. You take this money and you buy this boy all three dinosaurs. Rubbed Owen's back, wiped his tears, walked off. After Owen yelled, thank you, he turned around and he yelled, Boomer Sooner. I think they're from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, there is still some good in this world. I think there's a lot. The sound of life. I am Joe. Welcome. We are in a stretch of really profoundly nice weather. So I want to see a thankful look on that face of yours. When I see you in the store later on, I see you driving over the bridge. I want to see that look that says, Lord, I am very, very thankful for this weather. All right. Here we are. Okay. So <laughs> you got to love the chosen Dallas Jenkins, who I think he handles a lot of the Twitter stuff. He he is basically, he's the, he's the director, producer, director, or whatever. It's a big guy uh, that, that, you know, he's a spokesperson, too, for the chosen series in, in um, now starting season three. 
and he is very good about posting, uh, you know, what people say about it. And people, some of them are very critical about The Chosen. And so today on Twitter, he posted uh, a kind of a meme, if you will, of one of the one of the famous Roman guard leaders. I, for the life of me, I cannot think of his name, but you've seen him because he works with Matthew, you know, the tax collector and stuff like that a lot and breaks up crowds. So, And I don't know if it's an outtake. You know, maybe they're just maybe they're taking five on the set or something. But he's he's leaning up against something and he's resting his eyes. He's got his head back and resting his eyes. <laughs> and he posted a comment that somebody tweeted out. It was so boring. I fell asleep twenty minutes in. I don't find that at all. Most people don't find it boring at all. Most people find it incredibly emotional and real. And a lot of young people have said, you know, I never saw Jesus like that. It is what you call uh, historical fiction. I believe that's the correct terminology, and they say that every episode when it starts, based on what the Bible says, right? And some of it is based on the the life, the culture of the people and stuff and around them. So I started watching season three, and I highly suggest you do that. Just, just give it a try if you haven't. Um, it's... Um, and you can watch it for free. Get the app. That's the thing. The app is free. You can get it, you know, for your device. Get the app, and on there it shows. It's got season one laid out, season two laid out, season three. You can pay for it if you want. You can, you know, it's crowdfunded, and you're part of the crowd now. So you can give whatever you want. And uh, it's amazing. And since my wife got me a pair of Bluetooth earbuds for Christmas... I sit there and I listen, and she'll be like on her iPad reading a book or whatever the you know whatever you read on. And so I'm sitting there, and she doesn't know what I'm watching and stuff. And she's like, "Well, why are you crying?" I know. A great way to start your day: the Cup of Joe Morning Show. So we're all talking about the New Year's man. I've just been bombarded with ideas. Sometimes it's you're like, see, we always got to be into the doing. It's, it's, it's interesting. Sometimes I think we, we get into that a little bit too much. You know, really. I mean, you're going to be, but that's the thing. Want to be busy. Got to be busy. That's one thing for sure, right? But one thing people told me early on when I came up here, you know, back when I came up here, kids, it was really cold in those days. We'd be below zero. You know, I'll tell you stories about that. However, it is good to get out, and you need to take advantage. Like, the weather's going to be Saturday, and Sunday's going to be 50, maybe in the 50s. You know, so, I mean, you walk. Go get out, power wash the house. I don't know. Do <laughs> something, you know. Get outside, go play a little basketball. So we used to do we were younger, you know, stuff like that. And that way, then when it gets really cold, then you don't mind sitting around, sipping the hot chocolate because you've already done so. You got... You got stories, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Okay. So it's always good. Yes, Missy, what do you guys do? What they call cabin fever? What do you do? Ice fishing. Oh, okay. Very nice. There you go. My husband is a big ice fisherman. The sound of life. My philosophy, and I'm Joe, is that when people move south where it's hot, because it's a lot more acceptable to sit out under a shade tree than it is just to like take a nap like I do in the afternoon. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Take a, you know. But if it's hot out and you're sitting out under a shade tree, that's okay. It's 7:13. It is thinking about food for the New Year's tradition. You have a 
family tradition of New Year's. And one thing I should tell you is, and you probably guess it, I grew up on chicken and rice and green beans, pretty much. My wife's seen about enough of green beans, but boy, I, I do love them. But we would have pork on January 1st, New Year's. It was a tradition, a southern tradition, to have pork, usually a pork chop, and black-eyed peas. I ate a lot of peas growing up. We had Crowder peas and field peas, that a thing. Black-eyed peas, a lot of those. And lima beans, remember those? Yeah, green beans. But my dad was big on relish. You know, we had relishes, jars of relishes like people have hot sauce nowadays. And it was, you could put that, oh boy, that made everything great. Spinach, it was great. I loved it, you know. Uh, but I guess a a traditional southern meal, and I never knew it had a name. My mom used to say, well, if you had pork and you had some black-eyed peas and stuff January, you were doing pretty good. She grew up on a farm. Uh, it's a southern menu staple, a mix of black-eyed peas, rice, and pork. And I did not know this. It originated with enslaved Africans in the United States in the 1800s, most notably the South Carolina Low Country. They called it Hoppin' John. You ever heard that? I never heard that. Never seen that before. I just came across this news here. And uh, it was kind of a, a restful time of the year for everybody concerned. But Hoppin' John I'd never heard of. But I've certainly heard of the food. And I know one time I saw some people on a food network in, in Africa. And they were eating a dish prepared and I thought, well, that looks kind of like a southern dish right there. This is uh, uh, very interesting. I did not know my my food was influenced by that. So that's a pretty good thing to know. But boy, I sure wouldn't mind knowing your you know family tradition with food. That'd be kind of cool, right? It would. Yeah, it's good to have traditions for New Year. The sound of life. I'm just looking at a big anniversary today. It started. But it actually before that, this uh, originally happened in Boston on this day. But uh, before the few years, like six years before that in London, there was a farmer who came into the city. And he was right in the industrial era, industrial revolution era that was happening in the 1800s. 1844, George Williams. And he had this idea, right? It's amazing how many times God had used one person with an idea and he saw the changes going on in the city and stuff in these uh these men these young men they needed to, to to be mentored and you know um had people look out after him and stuff and george williams went to a, a church i think and and uh put his christian values to practice in an organization that actually came to boston six years later and on this day in boston it opened it's called the Young Men's Christian Association, the YMCA, and it's really popular. I remember I took advantage of that growing up in Greensboro. There was one here in Kingston, you know, incredibly right downtown, and it was great in the winter because they had a pool, you know, and they had activities and things like that. That was that was absolutely uh, that was amazing. <laughs> I thought, you know, what an influential thing to be there to start from somebody's idea he started an old church in boston it was a cool idea the thing is you know it's like almost everything else it kind of has this as it grows and then it gets to that certain era where it's really popular when i was a kid coming up i mean everybody in the winter he went to the y 
and stuff. You know, they had all kinds of programs and stuff. And I pray they still do. I've kind of lost touch with what's going on there. And maybe some people have felt like maybe the maybe the wise lost touch, you know. I, I guarantee you one thing, they probably say, just just say YMCA. Nobody knows what it stands for, you know. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. I'm Joe, and I was watching college football last night. If you like college football, the bowl season is upon us. And uh, that is the Carolina Tar Heel fight song. They were playing Oregon last night. I thought they'd get beat pretty soundly before the game, you know, but they played real well. I only watched the first half. Because I have to get to bed. <laughs> Story of my life, right? As sports always comes on, I have to go to bed. But it was good. It was exciting. They were playing. Uh, I don't even know what bowl it was, but they were out west somewhere. They didn't care. The weather was nice, and they were having a great time. The quarterback for UNC is Drake May. That's his name, M-A-Y-E. And I saw that earlier in the season. I thought, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't he have a brother that played basketball for Carolina? Yes, a couple years ago. He was really good. Um, and I can't think of his name. Uh, I, I, I want to say a name. I think Mark May is his father, who was the quarterback at Carolina in the 80s. Okay? And then they have a brother, I believe, Cole May, who plays baseball for the University of Florida. They won a national championship either this year or recently. And then he's got another brother that just goes to college. (laughs) So you got the four, and their father was, and I'm like, whoa, man. And somebody has said, yeah, I bet they're pretty competitive. And the parents said, well, yeah, when they get together, we try to limit it to ping pong. Well, (laughs) waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The sound of life. If you saw the photograph of these two, right away, and I thought the same thing, it's a caring granddaughter comforting her beloved grandfather. He's lying, obviously, in a weakened state in a hospital bed. But that wouldn't be the truth. That's not the case. The woman is actually a police officer, and she met the man in the bed named Bob two years ago. While she was on duty, her name is Dina, and her life was changed forever when she was dispatched to a local pawn shop where the staff was unsure how to help him. See, life hasn't been very kind to Bob. He's been on his own since he was a child. He has no known family. He was homeless most of his life, and a stroke eventually left him nonverbal. His life is a series of sad stories strung together by poverty and loneliness. Here comes Officer Dina Pauley. She arrived at the pawn shop, was unsure how to assist Bob, but she sensed he needed help and offered to take him home so he could show her what he needed. She was horrified when she saw his living conditions. You know, she said she may have been dispatched that day by police radio, but we have no doubt she was really sent by God. She immediately addressed his deplorable living conditions and taught him basic skills such as throwing garbage in the trash can rather than on the floor. She ensures that he has food to eat and routinely cleans his small apartment. 
She's got power of attorney for his medical care. He's been in the hospital since May, and it was a very big day. The day the picture was taken, she was holding his hand. Be a very big day for Bob and Dina. She had to make the very difficult decision to begin hospice care for Bob. So she held his hand, told him many times that she loved him. It's quite possible that she's the first person to ever utter those words to this poor man. Incredible. Officer Dina Pauly, your dedication and commitment to your oath of office and fellow man embodies what it means to be a police officer. I mean, stories like this may be happening. They may be happening right now somewhere around the world, certainly around this country. Maybe every day. We just don't hear about them that much, right? I guess they, they don't fit like a certain narrative. So that's why I wanted to put it into my narrative so you could see what love really is. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The sound of life. Big day today. What's that? The 30th of December. I don't know who picks these days, but it's a big day. It's National Bacon Day. Absolutely. Give it up for bacon, right? It goes back. It's uh, was used in ancient times, as you probably realize. But I have to hand it to good old Hardee's. I think they started in North Carolina, Hardee's. We had one here in Kingston for about a day or two. But they uh, back in the 1980s, Hardee's was the first fast food chain to add bacon to burgers, right? <laughs> yes, and we all know, as Jim Gaffigan knows about how important bacon really is, right? You know how good bacon is to yeah. improve other food? They wrap it in bacon. That's right. <laughs> if it weren't for bacon, we wouldn't even know what a water chestnut is. Not even close. No. Thank you, bacon. Sincerely, water chestnut third. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. I'm so enamored by uh, a man who's walking across the street with tons of flowers and such, right? Somebody took a photograph. They were like, boy, what's this guy doing? And he brought four cards, four boxes of candy, and four sets of flowers up to the cashier for the checkout, and she's rolling her eyes, looking at his wedding band and mumbling about, these players make me sick. Everybody's looking around at him, you know, and the man responded. Well, one set's for my mom because my dad passed away and he used to do this for my mom and he taught me how to give love. The next set's for my wife because I love her and she teaches me how to receive and treasure love. The third set is for my daughter because it's up to me to teach her how she should be treated and who she should give her love to. And you have my fourth set because I just wanted you to know that a man can show you love and understanding and not want anything from you. You have a blessed day. Of course, she melted, everyone else melted, and it just goes to show you, just don't judge someone <laughs> you know nothing about. Love it, yes. The sound of life. The sound of life. Good morning to you. You're in the right place. The right time, too, by the way, which is 715. That is We the Kingdom. That's the name of that group there in their latest song, Miracle Power. Yes, I'm sure he would say it wasn't Miracle Power, but he taught me a thing or two about the weather. You know, I couldn't figure out why people would be in their cars and stayed so long in their cars around Buffalo and the freezing cold and things like that, and maybe they couldn't get out of their cars. 
I was thinking about that, you know, with the as the temperatures were howling and the thing got colder. I mean, even at my house, uh, I couldn't get my um, my lift gate open. It was frozen shut. So maybe that's what happened, or the snow piled up so fast for whatever reason. But this one man that the police have dubbed Merry Christmas Jay, because they don't know who it is, and they are looking for him, not because he broke into the public school. They want to thank him for breaking into the public school. You see, he spent the night in his truck in a town outside of Buffalo in that storm. And the next day, he got out and started rescuing people. And he got them to the school, and he had to break into the school. He had to bust the glass out in the window and everything. He left a note. He said, I'm terribly sorry about breaking the school window and for breaking the kitchen. I had to do it to save everyone and get them shelter. I was saving lives, so I broke the window. I'm sorry. (laughs) The police were like, that's okay, dude. You saved people's lives. They lost lives in that storm. That was a very serious thing. So kudos. We don't know who you are. I got a feeling he's just going to let that go, wouldn't you? It's just like, listen, I did what you would do. And 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 most heroes feel that way, right? He probably had no idea. He just said, you know what? This is what I was led to do. This is what I did. I thank God I'm okay. And then you're okay. And nobody really needs to know who I am. Just, okay. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The sound of life. So it's something we have a hard time with. Uh, made the news. And I know I've seen a video of, uh, by the way, I left here yesterday afternoon going down the windy Titan Bridge Road to Route 32. And I'm sitting there and I noticed there was a hawk. Yes, a hawk standing in the road to my left on the side of the road, which is probably why it wasn't dead yet. Big, big bird standing there. And I rolled my window down and tried to strike up a conversation, but I couldn't. I thought, well, perhaps he's waiting for a snake to come along and wrap around him. I, I don't know, but a Florida uh, deputy broke up a fight. A fight? I don't know if there's much fight to it. If it's the right kind of snake between a hawk and a snake. I've seen a video of a man in a on a road, dirt road, you know, in the middle of nowhere, and a snake had wrapped itself around the hawk. Well, a snake's getting dinner. He rescued, quote-unquote, rescued the hawk from the snake, let the hawk fly away. And I thought, dude, you just took the meal out of that snake's mouth. That's what they do. But we don't mind if snakes die of starvation. You know, just the hawks, because we like the hawks. We really like animals that look cute, right? If you notice, the ones that we really care about and want to save are the ones that look cute and are kind of smiling at It's kind of the way it is. But we have a hard time with that whole, you know, has to be, something has to die for us to live. That's an ugly thing, isn't it? Back when I was coming up, uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, I don't think they ever showed the final part of the tiger chasing the, the the limping gazelle or whatever it was, you know. But that's what happens. That's a result of man's sin, man's disobedience. You probably know that, but we don't like to think about that. Some people have a real hard time with that, but something's got to die for you to live. That is just the way it is. And that's part of the penalty, the curse of sin on this earth. And there's nothing we can do about it absolutely nothing and i think that's one of the reasons we try to avoid thinking about it things that we can't do anything about 
But God, in his love for you and me, people that have come before us and will come before us, thought about that and did something about it. And he sent somebody who was perfect, that's his son, to live, shed his blood, start a new covenant. And that's what we can be under right now. So it's really, really bad news on the one hand, and, and really, really good news. We've got a way out. So thank you, Jesus, as we get ready to start a new year. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Cup of Joe morning show. Penguins at the door. That's what the, uh, I know we love penguins so much. It was at a, a, an old folks home. That's what it is. A resident senior home. And uh, so the penguins came in to visit. I guess it was all planned by somebody. <laughs> Who knew, I guess. They waddle around. Who knows? Maybe they were on their own. You never know about penguins. It's pretty amazing. Everybody loves them. Charming photos were soon shared on social media. Delighted residents petting and holding the penguins on their laps. And it reminds me of the time some penguins got out of the zoo and some of the workers there were frantic to find them. I was in the city and they were looking around and finally found them, corralled them with some treats, figuring out how we're going to get them back to the zoo. And they saw an ice cream truck and they said, that's the key right there. That's the tickets. They stopped the guy at the light and they said, we'll give you money if you take these penguins to the zoo. He said, sure, no problem. A few hours later, they saw the same truck go by, penguins all hanging out. You know, having a great time. And they were like, oh, no, what happened? They flagged him down at the light again <laughs> and said, what happened? You know, I thought you were taking him to the zoo. And he said, we did go to the zoo. We had so much fun. Now we're going to the movies. I think we've been over this. Listener supported The Sound of Life. I guess this man got a little glimpse of heaven. He was describing a moment that changed his life. And he said, six years ago, I just had the worst day ever at work. Literally the worst day in over 35 years. I was sitting at my desk with the lights off, just a dark office lit by a computer monitor. And my wife knew I was having a horrible day. She did the right thing. She brought in my daughter and our newborn first grandchild to see me. She turned on my office light, hugged me, gave me a smile. I truly wasn't in the mood, he said. But they sat me down in my big office chair and handed me the few days old baby boy wrapped in a thin white blanket. My heart melted. I truly felt a moment of innocence and love like I hadn't taken the time to feel before. Within 20 seconds, it was as if nothing else mattered other than family. I saw how meaningless business and work was in the larger scheme of things. I held the baby for close to an hour. Calm came over me that I hadn't experienced before. I eventually gave the baby back to our daughter, gave her a big hug, turned off the computer, turned out the lights, and we all walked out together. And no need to continue to try to solve any work-related problems that day or even that week. I was at peace, he said, when I went home that night, and I have been ever since. Isn't that amazing? That one thing, holding that baby when I was deeply depressed had that enormously positive impact on my life, he said. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.